Hey ladies, welcome to the Diamond Hands podcast. So you want to own a med spa? Welcome to our community and explore the exciting industry of medical aesthetics and hear from experienced med spa owners and relevant industry experts to guide you on your path. Mindset, money, practice management, marketing, find it here. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Hands podcast. So today we are so excited to have Sharon McEntee with us, um, who is the owner and founder of Embody Med Spa. Welcome, Sharon. Thank you for having me, Leslie. I'm very excited to be here. So are we, and of course, all our listeners, people who are aspiring to be in the business and everything, because we have some things we want to talk to you about today. Okay, (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) Awesome. So, you know, um, tell us just a little bit about sharing like you know your background how you actually got into the aesthetics business in the first place so i have been a licensed medical esthetician for 25 years and uh, most of my background was working in large derm practices um running the aesthetic portion of the derm practices Mm -hmm. and about eight years ago i went out on my own and opened embody med spa um, and it's been great. It's it's a field that I have always been interested in. Um, I kind of got into it roundabout. I'll I'll try to keep it short. But I I was actually a pre med major in college and ended up getting my degree in health science pre med. But wow. in the midst of that, I got my license as an esthetician, and I absolutely fell in love with the field. And I was working for a derm practice while I was going to school in Miami, mm-hmm. and. Um, I just decided that that was actually the career path for me. Um, And it was a little shocking, I think, to my family that, you know, here I am a pre-med major and I'm like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to go into the spa industry. Um, But it's, it's what I love. It's where my passion is. It's where my talent lies. And I just, I love it. That is so awesome. So you've had a body med spa for eight years now. Yes. You know, so I was, you know, um, I just kind of am interested to know um, a little bit about the dynamic, you know, because I know that many med spas are in this, in this area are kind of owned by nurse practitioners, RNs, and, has, and you have the medical director and everything, just like everyone else. However, do you feel there's like a difference in how people see your med spa because of, because you are coming at it from a different angle? Like, how do you interact with your nurses and the other medical professionals? Like, how's that dynamic? So I think if, if you're going to have a full service med spa, that I, I do believe that it's very important to have experienced estheticians. Oh, They're yeah. the ones that have all the skincare knowledge. The nurses, you know, are amazing at the injectable piece, yeah. but all that other components, all the other components as far as skincare services and products and just general skincare knowledge is going to fall on the esthetician. So I feel like we maybe have an advantage as far as that goes Mm -hmm. um, over practices that don't have estheticians. I'm not saying over practices, you know, I'm just more saying the the solely nurse-based practices. Um, I think they don't necessarily have that experience coming into it. And so, you know, myself and my esthetician that works with me, we have over 25 years experience each. Um, So we're bringing to that, you know, all of the skincare knowledge. Mm-hmm. And then we're able to work more effectively with our very experienced nurses. 
you know, they stay in their lane and they do, you know, the injectable piece and that's where their expertise lies. Mm -hmm. And then we handle the whole skincare piece. And it's just a, it's an amazing combination. I have a great team. Exactly. So, Mm -hmm. you know, so kind of speaking about the business a little bit, um, you know, just kind of with, with the top three, like the top three kind of questions I have is like, what is your favorite marketing hack and what do you do in order to stay motivated and consistent? And the last question I'll have for you in that little bracket is what is a business goal that you accomplished that you thought you never would have been able to? So we'll start with the first one. So when I first opened, I'll be honest with you, I was throwing everything at the wall, right? And seeing what stuck. It was, you know, I was throwing money into print ads, into social media ads. And um, it just got to the point where I eventually could afford (laughs) um, an SEO company and I could afford a social media marketing um, company. And so basically, even though I do most of my social media posts, they Mm. guide me and my SEO was crucial in, in making sure that my name shows up when people do Google searches. Mm-hmm. So I think that that was finally when I could get to the point to afford that. I think that was a game changer. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry, what was your second question? So, you know, the next thing is like, you know, and, uh, people want to know because being in business, it's, it's not easy you know, and it's like, you know, to be able to get to the point where you could afford to outsource some of that help shows some of your success. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I want to know, like, what do you do in order to stay like motivated and consistent every day? So I, first off, I love my job, right? I love my job. I love my team. So coming into work every day is not a chore. That's not to say I don't have bad days, obviously, but I do love what I do. So that makes it easy to be motivated to come to work every day. The other thing is that we pride ourselves on staying current with all of the current technology, um, proven technology. I don't just jump on every trend necessarily. I do my research, but Mm. we do a lot of continuing education. We bring on new services all the time. Mm. So there's constant training, constant learning about new techniques. How can we make the practice better? Mm -hmm. And that to me is very exciting. It's, it keeps my staff motivated. It keeps me motivated um, we're just, I think, natural learners and we just like to learn new things and um, be able to offer the best to our clients. And that's awesome that you have like a, an education-based practice because mm-hmm. that's when people really, truly get motivated because they're growing. And like, you know, you obviously have the vision for your practice. And then when you kind of couple that with education and improving yourself so you can be the best, that's that's a great culture and a great cultural habit to cultivate. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. And then, you know, my last question in that top three is, um, what's a business goal that you accomplished that you never thought you would have been able to, or you were like, oh my God, this is a challenge and you're going up the mountain. And then you were looking down the mountain one day and like, wow, um, I'm, I'm, I'm at a peak here of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, aside from getting through 2020, um, Girl. and being able to, uh, keep my business afloat and profitable, uh, mm-hmm. during a shutdown, we were shut down for 14 weeks, mm-hmm. um, in 2020, which was tough, yeah. but the fact that we got through that, so that that's most relevant. I mean, the most recent, mm-hmm. but I will also say that I remember when I first opened my business, other business owners, my accountant, my attorney, they all basically said to me that just be prepared 
you're not, you're probably going to be in the red for the first couple of years. Mm -hmm. And I never couldn't pay my bills. So I now, mind you, I didn't take a paycheck for the first year and a half, which was <laughs> tough, but um, my business was always in the black from day one. And I just remember my accountant saying to me, like, you are killing it. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> like the fact that you just opened this business and invested all this money and you're not in debt, like your bills wow. are getting paid. I mean, I had loans, don't get me wrong, but the bills were getting paid every month. And um, I just thought, wow, you know, and, and then the fact that we survived one year and two years and three years, and it just kept growing and growing, um, was just very motivating for me and just made me feel really good about myself. Because, you know, when you first open a business, it's very daunting and you feel like you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, I mean, all of us. I mean, love that that's a great success story and you know if you could like share with um our audience like what do you enjoy like most about your your business like what is being enjoy enjoy most I love the fact that my day is different every single day mm -hmm. so aside from just the running the business piece I do see clients still I see clients all day um and it's always different you know, I have different people every day and I have different services every day. And I really am a people person. I'm pretty outgoing. I love to chat. And um, so I love being able to just relate to my clients and just have conversations. And most of my clients have been with me for 10, 15, 20 years. Oh. So I, it's like, we've all kind of grown up together and, um, I just feel really lucky to have that client base and, and it's like chatting with old friends when I come to work. So it's That's so beautiful. I love that. <laughs> I, I, I love that too. And, you know, so you've been able to, so, you know, obviously from when you were practicing in other places, so you've had these clients for 10, 15 years, they followed you, they love you and everything, you know, so kind of going back to the beginning of your journey, what, how scary was it to leap from non-business owner to business owner and, what would you say were some of the biggest hurdles that you had to overcome in even just mindset to do that? So it was actually very scary um, and very stressful. I had been working for a practice for almost 13 years. Mm. I had um, just had a second baby. So I had a two-year-old and um, a newborn. And well, she was actually, by that time she was almost one. So, um, and I lost my job and, um, out of nowhere, lost my job. And, you know, I, my family was depending on my income for a lot of the expenses. And so I had a decision to make, and I had worked for, um, dermatologists for years. And I just decided, you know what, I don't want to work for another doctor mm -hmm. and for all sorts of reasons, but I, and I, my skill set was such that I was overqualified to work in a spa. Mm. So what were my options? My option was, you know what? This is the universe kicking me in the butt and saying, now's the time to open your business. Yeah. Meanwhile, it would, I would never have attempted to open a business with two toddlers, right? <laughs> never. Like, what am I thinking? Um, <laughs> How the third baby so quick? You know, and then I had a third baby after, you know, years, a few years later, but, um, 
but it was, it was very, so, but the, but the thing was that I had to do something, right. I needed income and, um, I had all this experience. And so that just came, I was like, you know what, this is what we're going to do. I'm just going to open my own business. I found space. I, um, at the time I had a business partner who I then bought out a year later. Um, so that was one challenge. I know, (laughs) um, the practice that I left, um, I, I mean, it was kind of, there's a whole issue with that, but anyway, they ended up, when I opened my doors, they sued me. Um, they, they dropped the kid. I mean, it was thrown out of court. It was baseless, but so I had to deal with, so basically the first day I opened, I was served with a lawsuit. So I, um, was dealing with that my first month of being open. Um, and just had all these expenses and all this overhead. And it was very daunting. Plus again, two toddlers at home. Um, it was so stressful and wow. I got through it. And somehow, somehow, <laughs> that's somehow like, um, and it was, that was, but it was basically my kind of, you know, burn the ships moment where I'm all in. And wow. if, if this doesn't work, <laughs> wow. I, you know, it, it just has to work. So, um, I just gave it my all and by the grace of the universe, here I am. So grace of the universe for real. Like I can't even imagine like, oh, day one, a lawsuit. Like that is not how anyone is thinking in the, their first day in business is going to go. But I think that's just so like, you know, poignant the fact that, you know, your back was against the wall and you had, it was basically, what's that word? It's an S word. I'm not going to pronounce it here. And ran off the pot. Like you actually had to do that. And that was so important. And it's like, it's it's, it's very, I just find it very interesting that that's when it was like, you go all in because when we burn the ships is when we actually thrive because we have no choice but to swim or we're going to die. Right, right. Yeah, I had nothing to fall back on. I mean, you know, the other, there were no other options for me and my family needed me and, um, we did it. <laughs> That's so amazing. So, you know, over the years, eight years, I'm, I'm sure you've developed some great systems and processes for running your business, doing checks and balances and things. So, you know, just kind of more on of a technical side, can you um, like kind of tell us a little bit about some of the things you track in your practice and how that um, helps to increase overall um, effectiveness, efficiency and productivity in your practice? Yeah, absolutely. So I track kind of the obvious things, right? So we track obviously new clients, how many new clients per week, per month? Mm. Um, how many of those clients um, do we retain? What is our you know rate of retention for clients? Mm-hmm. What is the average spending per client? Mm-hmm. What's our most popular procedure? Mm-hmm. These are all things that are important when it comes to my marketing, right? Yeah. So, you know, there's going to be times where I'm going to or most of my marketing into the most profitable procedure. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm trying to boost a procedure where I'm just wondering, you know, why is this procedure not doing as well as it did six months ago? Mm-hmm. We're going to put some more marketing money into that. Mm-hmm. So that's my basis. And then one of the other things that I use that I find very motivating and helpful is I, in QuickBooks, I always compare my month to date from the previous year. Mm. So I always check and see where are we at for January last year versus January this year. Yeah. Um, I find it very telling, right? And, mm-hmm. and 
Um, also, I think it reinforces that we're doing something right because the majority of the time, the number is higher than the year prior, yes. which is what it should be. <laughs> um, exactly. So, right. I mean, um, and so, and then that also just keeps me on track for the year. Mm -hmm. And that way I'm not just looking at my numbers at the end of the year. Um, I do take a look at the numbers um, usually twice a month and just mm -hmm. make sure everything is, is where it should be. Yeah. And I'm lucky enough with my team. My team is very self-sufficient mm -hmm. and they come in and they do what they're supposed to do. And so there's not much monitoring I have to do of them other than just the procedures themselves and seeing kind of, you know, what procedures are doing better than others. Yeah, and that's awesome. And, and then speaking about your 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 staff and everything like that, it's like, um, what is your take on roles in a practice? Like, I've I've talked to med spa owners that are like, oh, you know, we all do a little bit of everything, and you know, sometimes if someone doesn't finish, we pick up there. And studies have shown that does cause a certain amount of stress if people are operating and they're not sure of their roles. So like, what, what are your, what's your opinion on those types of issues in practice management? So when I hire somebody, I have a clear list of what their, ex, what my expectations are in that role. Mm -hmm. That being said, we're a smaller practice. I have two nurses. I have an esthetician. I have a front desk person. Mm -hmm. right? we're, so we are very much a team and we do help each other. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is running a little behind and somebody else has a minute, we'll go in and clean the room. You know, it, we, we help each other, but their roles are clearly defined. And I, I make sure that when I hire them, that I spell that out because things as simple as, you know, you know, the nurse might get hired and they may just assume their job is to just take that client and treat that client, bring the client to the desk. Mm -hmm. Well, your job also is to make sure that your room is fully supplied. Mm -hmm. If you need something, you need to let me know. Your room needs to be cleaned. You're responsible for that. Um, so just like little things, but put it all in writing. So then there's no mistake. From day one, they know what their role is. They know what their responsibilities are. And then, like I said, then we just help each other out. It's it's a really good dynamic here. Yeah, and that's awesome. Because, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, just kind of like setting everything out clear and cut so people are not under some assumptions that they're going to come in and everyone else is going to be their minions or something like that. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, kind of speaking more on the technical side too, you know, is there a specific software that you endorse for practice management and tracking of inventory and things? So as far as for practice management, I'm actually in the process of switching over softwares right now. Mm -hmm. And I haven't used the new one, new one long enough to give you my opinion on it, to be perfectly okay. honest with you. Okay. But as far as the financials, I love QuickBooks. Yeah. I absolutely love QuickBooks and we use our um, POS software is through QuickBooks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I just find it so easy to run reports, cut checks. Um, it, I just, that's, that's what I prefer for the financial software, the scheduling software, client tracking, the one I was using, I don't like, I won't endorse it. Mm -hmm. And the one I'm just switching over to, like I said, I don't have enough you gotta experience. Give it some time. Yeah. You gotta yeah. give it some time. <laughs> you know i'm gonna give someone an idea out here i think there should be someone who just reviews these different softwares for their functionality but someone who's experienced someone who's know? experienced because there's plenty of people out there reviewing but you're kind of you just have to weed through all that information and then see what what would benefit you and also there's a cost involved too so oh, yeah. you have to figure out what 
you know, what would exactly. be worth it for your practice. Exactly. And so, you know, kind of getting back to like the client things and everything that you do in your practice, you know, Sharon, if you could like tell us like, what do you believe is one of your most inspiring client stories? So I had a client um, who started with me when she was in high school mm. and she's now in her thirties. <laughs> so that makes me feel very old, but she once said to me um, that I gave her the confidence to look people in the eye. And um, she had suffered with acne for a long time. And now, you know, we've moved over into now anti-aging procedures, but she had said to me when she was in her twenties that, yeah, that she would always, when she was in school and that she always walked around with her head down or she had her hair over her face and, um, that, you know, having the treatments and clearing her skin just gave her a whole new lease on life and um, boosted her confidence. And that was huge. That's why I do what I do. Oh, that you is know? so beautiful. I Isn't love that. that. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's the thing, you know, and uh, one of my favorite books, I, I, I may have talked to you about it before, is um, um, Michael Gerber's The E-Myth. And, you know, he has like a whole series or whatever, but it's just like, when we start our bis- our businesses with like the passion and how we want the world to look because we have touched it, it makes a big difference. It's not just like, let me stick you with something or, or whatever and I get a couple of dollars. No, it's like the work you guys do is so life-changing. Thank you. Thank That's you. Yeah. yeah. And then of course, you know, my favorite question is coming up. What is your biggest piece of advice uh, for women like you who are are coming into the industry who want to become med spa owners? So be prepared Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, that your first year is probably, you're probably not going to be making that much money. Mm -hmm. Um, So just make sure that you are financially secure enough to go into that first year because of the amount of overhead that you're going to have um, double, (laughs) if not triple, what you think it's going to cost you to open a business. Yeah. Um, Because little things come up and you just, you just don't know, but that, but, but stick with it and make wise choices, take the emotion out of it, Mm. put your business hat on and um, try to make wise moves. And nobody knows how to do everything. So the, the best thing that I ever did was I sought advice from people who knew. Yeah. I found a great accountant. I found a great attorney, um, other business owners. Yeah. And I just picked their brains and, and had them help me until I could do it on my own. Yes. So. That's amazing. Sharon, <laughs> thank you so much for all of your expertise and kind of sharing your story with us. I'm sure this is going to inspire, you know, a woman like you who's like fearful, but maybe her back's against the wall <laughs> and she can make right. a decision to say, all right, I'm going to do this because Absolutely. of your story. That's you awesome. You got this. You got this. You <laughs> exactly. <do> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, a, a question. So how can our listeners find you? Like, um, tell us about your social media handles. Is there anything you're currently promoting in your practice that you'd like to share? Yeah, so I strongly encourage people to follow us on Instagram um, and Facebook. It's just at Embody Med Spa. And on Facebook, it's Embody Med Spa. We are located in North Reading. 
Um, we're right near on the Andover line, actually. Uh, but our social media is has a lot of great tips on it. We post a lot of great before and afters. So if you're curious about certain procedures and, and things like that, it's a great resource. Um, we also have some silly videos on there too. So just if you want to be entertained. Um, and then what I figured I would offer, we always offer a 10% off new client discount. Mm-hmm. And we offer free consultations for all of our services. But I thought maybe as a little special for you, Leslie, what I would do is offer anyone who mentions this podcast mm-hmm. as a new client, we will give you 20% off your first service. Oh. So um, yeah, right. Hello. That's double what we normally do. So um, so yeah. So all you have to do is mention that you heard this podcast, saw this podcast, and um we will give you 20% off your first visit with us. And like I said, if you're not sure what you need, what you want, if you just want to kind of get a feel for the practice, just come on in. We offer free consultations for everything. That's fabulous. It's been so fun having you on, Sharon. And I can't wait to talk to you soon. Thank you, Leslie. I really appreciate it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Like what you heard? Please leave us a review. I appreciate you listening and your support. Follow us on Instagram at Plan Life Happens and comment on this episode's post. Also, I appreciate your feedback and ideas. Improving is the name of the game. I'm Leslie Tracy, your host. Thanks for listening.